Same thing. Okay, so we're going to talk about Thor, Love and Thunder. I don't know. Now that I say it, it kind of sounds weird. I was going to say Thor into Thor, Love and I don't know. Um, I saw the movie on Friday and it kind of took me a while to process it and kind of get my thoughts together, write some notes. I first want to say uh, or start by saying that I think a lot of people... There are a lot of negative reactions, like on Twitter, Instagram, even some on, like, Tumblr. Um, it's not... I think a lot of people are hoping for it to be... Or, like, seeing it as a action movie. It's not an action movie, per se. It's, like, more of a comedy movie. It's, like, a comedy action movie, and that's, you know, why you got a lot of comedy. People still like Ragnarok better. I think that's a fair statement. <laughs> I do think Ragnarok's better, but I think Thor Love and Thunder Thor Love and Thunder is still the second best Thor movie. Just the first two weren't really all that great. The my favorite parts were Jane. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna start off. I wrote some things, they're all out of order in the way the storyline happens, so we're gonna roll with it. The first being that like there were a lot of jokes in the movie. Especially with like the uh, the goats. Wow, those goats. They like came at the right places. They, I don't know, there was something about the goats that you were like, oh yeah, I'm totally not gonna laugh at some goats because like goats are so like, I don't know, 2010. And they just like worked. They would just scream, especially when they came through. Where were they on the planet where like all the gods were? I don't even know. But I mean, the goats worked for some reason and that was like the weirdest thing ever is that every time they appeared you laughed i that's probably the most i laughed at a movie i think thor love and thunder is funnier than ragnarok but ragnarok worked better and then we go to i think personally i like jane jane i think was for me the best because when i was younger i really liked jane you know her being like a woman in stem and just seeing her back and like seeing all the stuff that she accomplished and even seeing Darcy. I was not expecting Darcy. Like I wonder if she told Jane about what happened in Westview. Like yeah, it was in Westview. I kind of saw Wanda. She went cray cray. Um, like do we think Darcy told Jane? I don't know. But yeah, you know, I love seeing Jane. A lot of people were kind of criticizing the way Jane was in the movie, but... I think she was played correctly by Natalie because Jane's never been a superhero before. You know, she picked a Mjolnir and she's like, oh yeah, I'm a superhero. She's never done this before. I mean, she even said, like, this is my first supervillain. Like, she's never done any of this before. And I think the fact that she was, like, you know, stiff is pretty accurate. And then, okay, um, the reenactment of Odin's death was great. Just, ugh. It was Matt Damon and I believe Luke Hemsworth, which if you don't know, Luke Hemsworth actually auditioned for Thor as well. He actually made it further in the auditioning process than Chris did. He ended up not getting the role and then he was like, yeah, I have an older brother too. And then Chris came back 
and ended up getting the role. So Matt and then Luke and whoever played Odin, um, and then seeing Melissa McCarthy come and play Hela was just great. Like totally not expecting Melissa to be playing Hela. That was great. Okay, I'm gonna skip that one because it's towards the end. That one too. Oh god, always are towards the end. Okay, Groot. Um, I, uh, the handle. Um, the reason why Stormbreaker was kind of behaving like a teenager, you know, kind of going through, you know, like a, a weird stage in their life is because, you know, in, uh, Infinity War, um, Thor needed a new hammer. And, uh, Groot was like, yeah, I'll give you a, uh, <laughs> the handle for it. That's, so, you know, Groot and the handle of Stormbreaker are connected. And that's why the handle is being or Stormbreaker is being, you know, kind of bratty because it's it's literally grew. <laughs> okay. Um the most oh, I saw somebody on Tumblr say that this is actually the most comic accurate movie in the sense of it's the most random, the most colorful, the most weird and the most unrealistic. You know, it kind of comes off the movie and it's very it pops. It's different than every other movie that we have seen and you know I, I think we've seen that with Eternals as well people saw Eternals and they were like oh yeah it's a good movie and then people were like it's not a good movie and now you see a lot of people on Twitter like yeah Eternals is a good movie yeah it's a good movie it's a pretty good movie and they're like you didn't say that when it first came out how could you say that now but yeah, it's like the most comic actor in that sense. At least that's what someone said. And I guess you could agree with that. I saw some people saying that Hercules looked, you know, comic accurate. He looked like the Hercules in the comics. And my brother was saying that he wished that Henry Cavill was Hercules. But I don't really know how they do that. Just because, I mean, when you think of Superman, you think of Henry Cavill or the guy in the Arrowverse who plays Superman, which I forgot his name. But I don't know how that would work, you know, getting Superman to play Hercules. I don't think that would work very well. Taika and Chris didn't actually know Thor would, would return at the end, you know. It says Thor will return. They had no idea that that was going to happen. So that says something. We're going to go to Thor being a dad. If you don't know the little girl, I don't I don't even know if they said her name at all. Like, was it just like love? I don't know. Gore never really said anything about what her name was. So I don't think we ever know her name. But she was actually uh, Chris Hemsworth's daughter. Her name's... Um, India Rose Hemsworth. So she's actually Chris's daughter. I don't know how I feel about Thor being a dad. I don't think he's ready for that. I mean, he went through a lot of trauma and then he's kind of, you know, ready to be a dad. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that. I sat through both post credit scenes as a Marvel fan does and they were both pretty worthless. The first one was Zeus not being dead. And it's like, okay. And then Hercules, and you're like, okay, cool. But, like, when's that going to come into play? The next Thor movie? You know, maybe. Or maybe not. It's just going to be something that's, you know, left open for, like, ever and ever and ever and ever closed. And then the second one is um, Jane coming into Valhalla. And the thing of 
Jane being in Valhalla is actually because while she's not an Asgardian, she, you know, was obviously Thor, but she was always battling because she has cancer. So she was always battling cancer. And so she, in that sense, was a warrior. And I think that's a pretty good message. Um, Other than that, I think the movie was pretty good. Like I said, I think it's not better than Ragnarok. I don't think it will ever be Ragnarok. But I mean, yeah. So I have saw a lot of people making a list of how they would rank the Phase 4 Marvel movies. Um, Eternals, Love and Thunder, Shang-Chi, Multiverse of Madness, No Way Home, and Black Widow. So I thought I would give it a go and rank the Marvel movies for myself. And I have done it. And I'm going to show you, or tell you, my Marvel movie rankings. Well then, if it's color we need, let's bring the rainbow. Alright, so these are the Marvel movies phase four. Um, okay. Okay, okay, I'm kind of nervous. I don't want to get, like, cancelled. <laughs> no, okay. So my number one movie is No Way Home. I'm gonna explain it because, just so you guys can know. Okay, No Way Home was number one because I think I had a better experience seeing No Way Home because I did not expect a lot. I, like, saw the theories. I, like, almost participated in them. You know, I was in some way hoping for Matt Murdock and I wanted the Spider-Men, you know, Toby and Andrew. And then the closer I got, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna expect anything. You know what? nothing. It's just gonna be a Spider-Man movie, it's just gonna be Tom Holland, Zendaya, and Jacob. That's it. You know, like, that's it. By not expecting a lot, I had a better time. And I think that's why No Way Home was so much more enjoyable. For me, I think the Spider-Man trilogy is a good trilogy, so that's why No Way Home is number one for me. Number two is Black Widow. Um, I know a lot of people are probably going to be like, Black Widow's number two. Why is not towards the bottom? Well, let me tell you why. Because I waited so long for a Black Widow movie. Okay, I don't know why we got Captain Marvel first. Why? I have no clue why. If they were to give us Black Widow first, I think they could have made Captain Marvel better. Or maybe in some ways, since we got Captain Marvel first, Black Widow was better. I like Black Widow. She's my favorite character. You know, Natasha, Black Widow. I love the movie. I can rewatch it a lot. And I think rewatchability is something that's important for me too. No Way Home, I was able to rewatch. And I can also do that with Black Widow too. Same, you know, like with The Winter Soldier, which I think it's why, or that's why no, uh, The Winter Soldier is a good movie. It's because it's rewatchable. And that's why Black Widow is so high. Because I waited forever to see Natasha get her own movie. We finally got it. And I loved it. Okay. That's it. For number three, it's Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi is a great movie. It's a lot different than the movies we've seen before. Like, different culture. And I think a lot of people were kind of like, I don't want to see a different culture in my Marvel movies and it's like you know what no okay no uh, Shang-Chi was great um we got to see some old characters like the fake Mandarin I forgot his name 
And the story was good. Wenwoo. Wenwoo, man. Wenwoo. It's like, Baha family. Ha family. Sorry, Dad, if you're watching this. But I remember when it came out, a lot of people were like, when your whole, when the whole family is hot, okay? Um, yeah, I mean, no, it's not just, you know, the whole family. Um, it was a good movie. And, you know, the fight scenes were great. Shang-Chi is the best fighter in Marvel. Not just the comics, but I'm pretty sure he will be in the MCU. He is the best fighter for a reason. Because... I mean, look where he learned from the Ten Rings. He can fight, okay? Number four is Multiverse of Madness. Um, for Multiverse of Madness, I put it there because I think the expectations were a little too high in a way. We were expecting a big multiversal movie and we didn't get it and you can check the podcast episode where I talked about Multiverse of Madness before it came out on Disney Plus and you can get a lot more of what I think about it but still with all of that I think it's a good movie mostly because of Wanda. Wanda was a like was a showstopper so we can have Elizabeth Olsen to thank for that. Thank you Elizabeth Olsen. I feel like it's a movie that you can put on, you will skip through, get to the Wanda parts, and you'll be like, alright, I watched Multiverse of Madness again, and you will skip through all the scenes with Doctor Strange, with America Chavez, with Christine, I think the only scenes that make it worth it is whenever Doctor Strange says, I love you in every universe, um, I think those are the only part that people really like, well, you know, a Doctor Strange scene, maybe I'm wrong. Everyone has their own preferences, but no. Multiverse of Madness, number four. Number five is Love and Thunder. Um, I thought for some reason it had to be Thunder and Love, but no, it's Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder is number five because I it's forgettable. <laughs> I had to like do a lot of like looking up to see like remember what everything was. It it's just. It's a little bit forgettable. I think once it comes on Disney Plus and you rewatch it, you'll be like, oh yeah, but then I think you're going to forget it. I think the shorts, like the, <laughs> the people who stole the show were Jane and Gore. I, and Valkyrie. I get, yeah, no, yeah, um, yeah, no, that's right. I just, I think it's a comedy movie, definitely, and you know, like I said, but it's still not the best Phase 4 movie. And it will not be. Will it? Is it one of the better Marvel movies? Yes. But it's not the best. It's not even like nowhere near my top 10. And I have not done my top 10 list, but it's not near my top 10. Um, and then number 6, obviously, it's Eternals. Eternals is a good movie, but it is not my favorite Phase 4 movie. Eternals had his downfalls but not as many as love and thunder now i think about it but i think love and thunder like i said rewatchability is something that's important for me and i think love and thunder will definitely have a rewatchability um you know for it and eternals does not have a rewatchability that's going for it it it's hard to rewatch i tried watching it when it came on disney plus and i was like oh wow it's really hard 
it's really hard to rewatch it again and again. But I mean, I think it's a good movie to see like once every while. But it's not. It's not my favorite movie. I don't think it's at the bottom of my list for Marvel movies, but it's not at the top of my list. I think it's like good in like the middle endish of the Marvel movies. Definitely. Marvel Marvel. The middle endish for tunnels. I don't know if I'm gonna maybe make a whole Marvel list, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe I will. But that's a lot of movies to rank and I'm very indecisive. <laughs> All right, that is it for today's episode of the podcast. Um, I, gosh, I will make a new episode tomorrow, hopefully, or on Thursday about the finale of Miss Marvel. Let's hope that it's a good one. It closes all loose ends and we get to see Kamala's suit. But you can check me out on my website. It's multiverseoftheforce.wordpress.com. You can also check me out on Instagram and TikTok at Multiverse of the Force and Twitter at Multiverse Force and um, on those podcast streaming streaming platforms. Gosh, I'm getting tongue twisted today. But anyways, that is it for today's episode. I will see you guys later. Goodbye. First off, the name is Mighty Thor. Secondly, if you can't say Mighty Thor... Dr. Jane Foster! Thirdly, eat my hammer! That's my girl.